from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You should have a choice. Welcome to Live from America, folks. Welcome, welcome. Today is September 22nd, year of our Lord, 2021. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And what you just seen right there was somebody that I personally know, somebody that I very much disagree with on probably 95% of the issues of this country. However, however, the reason why I started the show showing you that was because Hawk Newsom from the New York chapter of the Black Lives Matter organization, came, went through on his promises, protested at Carmine's restaurant. However, he's completely misguided on why they are imposing vaccine passports. He thinks that it's only to, uh, you know, to, to minorities and to disproportionate against uh, uh, black folks. That's not true, Hawk. It's to all of us. It's to our children. It's to our grandmas, our grandpas, our grandchildren, our friends, our cousins. It doesn't matter. Black, brown, blue, or purple. The agenda is on us. All of us. The United States of America and the world. However, it's nice to see the left's own weapon that they've used against so many Americans turn their sights Right back to the very same people who hijacked their movement all the way back to Ferguson, Missouri, who have used their movement to collect donations through BLM as a, uh, through a conduit called Act Blue, which is a donation site that distributes those donations not only to BLM but also to Democrat candidates running for um, office all over the country, from top offices all the way down to city council. It's nice to see them turn their sights back on this very same people who have let them loose on the country. Burning cities, beating people, burning businesses, vandalizing everything. It's not so good when the shoe's on the other foot, is it? (laughs) Anyway, folks, we got a lot to go through today. It's going to be one heck of a show. And I want to say thank you all because the contractors have started construction this morning in the new building for the new studio, which means that your extra donations on top of what you already donate monthly, like the Rumble Rants that you can do right here on Rumble, or even the uh, the, the apparel, the shirts, the Hand Over Your Heart shirts, the You Can't Beat God shirts, got You Can't Beat God hats coming as well. All of that helps fund everything, and we're really, really going into the... Um, going into the next stage of, of conservative broadcasting. And it's truly incredible. It's great what we have accomplished in this little bubble, this little family that we call Live from America. I want to also say that President Trump will be on Real America's Voice News today, ladies and gentlemen. He will be on Real America's Voice News at 3 p.m. on David Brody's Water Cooler Show. And I highly suggest that you watch that. President Trump is getting more and more involved with Real America's Voice News. And uh, Paul says, Jeremy, take pictures of the new studio. Oh, I will. And there is plenty of room in this new studio for everything that you guys have so graciously and wonderfully sent to me over the last 10, 12 months that I have just 
Kept. I've kept everything. There's not a single letter. There's not a single card. There's not a single present or craft that you have made that I have not kept. I just had to keep it all in a room in boxes until we started put, taking everything to the new to the new uh, location this last weekend. So I can't wait to get it all up on the walls and show the world all of the amazing gifts that you guys have all sent. Okay, yes, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. President Trump will be on the water cooler with David Brody. And uh, you're going to want to make sure that you, you check that out. Okay? He's also got an interview with John Fredericks on John Fredericks' radio show. I believe tomorrow he was on with John Fredericks on Real America's Voice News the other day. And he will be giving exclusive interviews to Real America's Voice News in Perry, Perry Georgia this weekend, this Saturday, for the rally, which they are expecting 50,000 people. Also, there's a couple stories that I did not get to last night that I will get to this morning. Please, if you could do me the ever so uh, humble favor of clicking that rumble button down there. It's just a little plus sign. Just click it, okay? And then please, please, every one of you. Right now, there's about 2,600 people. If every one of you do one share, and if some of you decide, you know what, I'm going to share to a few more people, then we can really get the audience that we used to have back in here. Because ever right, ever since I went on the last Save America Freedom Tour, we lost about 40% of our audience. Don't know what happened. I'm sure they'll find their way back by the grace of God. Um, also, I would like to give a shout out to Beth Sapir uh, or Sapery. I'm not sure how to say your last name, but she asked for a shout out on Instagram. I'd also like to give a shout out. To some very, very special youngsters out there who watch the show and who love the show, who drew me some pictures and sent me a wonderful little letter. Uh, well, drew me some stuff and sent a letter via uh, Instagram message. So, Avery, Amelia, Leslie, and Ayla Brock. All of you. Young kids at the show. It's, it's, it's a blessing from God to have the youth of our nation watch this show. And that is why I'm constantly trying to be careful about some of the things that I say because I don't want to be setting a bad example, but at the same time I have to get the truth out there and sometimes the truth comes from a place of passion. Biden stinks, can't beat God. <laughs> Sent a dollar. Thank you so very much. Probably the best dollar ever with a can't beat God um, note attached to it. I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Um, also, Sheila Russo. We need to pray for Sheila Russo's son and many others who've sent me messages, you guys. I'm sorry I can't uh, get to everything, every one of them. I have spent the morning answering Instagram messages, uh, messages, Telegram messages, and emails. I just can't get to everything, and I apologize. But Sheila Russo's son is in the military, was forced to take the shot, and is now sicker than he's ever been. He says he feels worse than he's ever felt, ever. And he's overseas right now. And he said he's the worst he's ever been taking the shot. So let's pray for the Russo family. Let's pray for her son. And I'd like to say a personal thank you to Sheila. And please thank your son. Tell him thank you from Live from America, the entire Live from America audience, for, uh, for his service and for so self selflessly uh, putting his life on the line for all of us. Also would ask for prayers for Waylon. Waylon um, is undergoing surgery today. And he is a 92-year-old patriot. And his family watches live from America. And I would, I would like to ask for prayers from all of you for Waylon and for Sheila Russo's family. Okay, folks? Um, we got to make sure that we, we lift each other up. We got to make sure that we keep each other 
you know, connected. I and, and we have a we have a wonderful opportunity, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have a wonderful opportunity here uh, in this day and age in 2021 to stay connected. We have social media platforms out the wazoo. By the way, follow me on Getter. If you're not on Getter, I suggest you get on Getter as soon as possible. There is another Facebook purge coming. There is another Twitter and Instagram purge coming. This is from leaked um, leaked material from not only Project Veritas, but others who are working like Project Veritas to uncover documents from these social media platforms like Judicial Watch, like the ACLJ, and there's another purge expected to come soon. So make sure you have your Rumble profiles up to date. Make sure you have your Getter profiles up to date, your Clout Hub profiles up to date, and for all of you who are still on Parler, make sure you have every alternative media profile you have up to date and ready because you're going to need them. Uh, thank you, Golby769, praying, playing Farming Simulator 19 while watching Troy from Missouri. God bless you for that donation, sir. I appreciate that. Let's get to the verse of the day, folks, because it was pretty powerful this morning. It was very right to the point. It was very matter of fact. And I came across this verse last night while I was while I was trying to read some the good word and, and, and get closer to God. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit apart from him. I've kind of felt that late way the last few days. I kind of felt like I've just been going through the motions. And I never want to get into that habit. So the verse of the day today is going to come from Proverbs 28 and then 25. Proverbs 28, 25. Says this, the greedy stir up conflict. But those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Now, a lot of you didn't get this because I didn't get to send it out till late. I sent it out this morning, but then I realized that I did not send it out to the majority of the people um, until just before the show. Again, Proverbs 28, 25. The greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Simple and to the point, right? Also, very descriptive and matter of fact. Who would you say is the most greedy people? in this country, and in this world. My first thought would be politicians. I would say that my personal opinion is that politicians are among the most greedy. A lot of lawyers follow right after that, but politicians, to me, are probably the worst. They have a need for power and money, both of which fall under the category of greed. What are they guilty of? Fear-mongering, division, oppression, elitism, and theft. They need to stir up conflict in order to push their agendas, keep us ignorant, and ultimately to divide and conquer. They are the biggest liars on the face of the planet, and the Bible says that no liar will inherit the kingdom of heaven. No thief, no blasphemer will sit with God in paradise. That description fits most elected officials to a T. Now, every day, I do this newsletter. Every single day, Monday through Friday. Most of the time, it's something about the promises of God to all of his children. The word of God and the Bible has never been proven to be wrong. As a matter of fact, the reason the Bible is the best-selling book of all time is because of the truth and the prophecies that always seem to come true. Truth is the cornerstone to everything. It's how Project Veritas can be trending on a social media platform that they are banned on simultaneously. Truth prevails. The truth is that God has given us his promise that evil will not prevail. This verse, quote, 
but those who trust in the Lord will prosper? End quote. Our time to prosper in this country is coming. For generations, our children and our grandchildren will enjoy the fruit of the living God because of the love and obedience to and for Him from us. Just keep fighting to get the gospel out. That's the key. Keep fighting to get the gospel out. Wearing shirts like you can't beat God and hats like you can't beat God. It's the reason why I created that kind of uh, of, uh, of a culture into my apparel from now on. The armor of God. You can't beat God. You might as well join Him. All of these things are fighting for the gospel without even having to fight for the gospel. They're just putting it on full display and it causes people to think. That's what we want to do. Keep seeking the truth and then watch His miracles come to life before your very eyes. In Jesus' name, Amen. And it's really an honor to be able to do these newsletters for you guys every morning because not only does it help spread some positivity, spread the good news, spread courage, but it also helps me learn at the same time. I am right there with you, learning on the job. Learning on the job. So, please, everybody, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. This is probably one of the most important, if not the most important things that we do on Live from America. Whether it's the morning show without commercial breaks or the evening show with commercial breaks. It does not matter the structure of the show. What matters is that we do it every single day that we are live. So please, let's say the Lord's Prayer together because God loves hearing us all praise Him at the same time. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, every day that I get ready to do the show, twice a day, I say a prayer to God. When did you get the Jesus statue? I got it the other day. I got it the other day from a wonderful gentleman who watches the show. But every day before the show starts, I do a prayer to God. Every single day. And every single day, it's pretty much the same kind of prayer, maybe mixed with a little bit of something, you know, something else, depending on the day. However, I, asked him for, I ask Him for these things specifically. I ask Him for integrity while I do this show. I ask him for truth, I ask him for heavenly wisdom, and heavenly courage, and heavenly stamina to withstand the attacks that you all get, and that I get. Now sometimes I'm in a hurry, and when I'm in a hurry, sometimes I forget to do the prayer right before the show, because I'm literally trying to get everything ready right up until the last minute. Right up until the last minute. And when I don't do that, I notice a big difference, not only in how you all feel, and the energy that is that is basically put there in the beginning of the show, but how I feel too. It's truly incredible once you do something and then once you don't, okay? So we got to make sure we continue to always keep God first place, all right? All right, who's ready for the first and foremost? Sir? You know what? Everybody's saying they missed the slurp. There you go. There's your slurp, right? <laughs> you know, it is part of the show. I actually had a guy who, who just started watching the show on Real America's Voice News, and he emailed me uh, last night, and I just saw it this morning, and he said, um, 
The glasses are a bit too much, don't you think? Lose the American sunglasses. And my response to him was like, look, the sunglasses have always been a part of the show, so I'm assuming you must be new to the show. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Um, there's a reason for the sunglasses. And I said, the only reason that you'll ever see me not wearing the sunglasses is when I'm having some issues with blue lights from staring at screens for hours upon hours. I said, uh, but I do appreciate it. And, and, and I love that kind of criticism. It, it's, it's great to hear what people think of the show. But I just thought it was funny. I haven't heard the whole sunglasses thing in a while. And it was, uh, it was actually nice. It's like the old days, you know, when people are like, what in the heck are you wearing those stupid sunglasses for? <laughs> uh, again, must be new to the show. Please share the video if you haven't. Let's get to the first and foremost, because first and foremost, folks, what we're doing is winning. What we're doing is working. What we are doing is winning. And you should know every single time that we make a difference. Do you remember about two months ago, live on the show, when we call, when uh, we were, were calling out Kevin McCarthy for participating in Nancy Pelosi's January sixth ridiculous committee, remember that? And remember, we called him by the thousands. I'm, I bet you he got about five thousand phone calls that day, and within hours, he completely reversed what he his original intentions were, and he sided with what we were calling him to tell him to do. Now, I'm sure we weren't the only. Uh, you know, fans of a show or a group of people that were doing it. I'm sure people were doing it all over the world. The fact of the matter is, we saw change within a matter of hours because of our persistence. Now, I want to tell you one line that I think is probably going to be the most important thing that we remember moving forward outside of the Word of God. And that is this. Okay? Even the smallest flea on a dog can be the biggest annoyance even the smallest flea can be the biggest thorn in the side of a dog or a cat now i'm not calling you or myself the smallest flea what i'm saying is even if it doesn't look like we're winning by numbers it doesn't matter it's the fact that we have god on our side you can't beat god and that we are not going to shut up we are not going to comply and we're not going to just lay down roll over and run away with our tail between our legs, unless your name is Steve Chukri, Arizona Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Um, Steve Chukri, we talked about him yesterday. Well, what we're doing is making a difference, folks, because Steve Chukri has resigned within 24 hours of getting this leaked audio out. Within 24 hours of myself and many others, not enough, I should say, but many others who were putting out the story of this leaked audio coming from Steve Chukri that he said outside of the presence of the rest of his colleagues in the supervisory board, he basically, well, not, he didn't basically, matter of fact, he did. He did confirm that there was fraud that happened in the 2020 presidential election. He had confirmed it to with, with no doubt in his mind. Dead voters, dead voter rolls, um, ballot harvesting, uh, uh, many other things. We went through two different audio um, files where he was where he was saying that voter fraud occurred, and then went on to say that the reason that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors didn't really want a real forensic audit and did what he said was, quote, a BS audit, which yesterday I misspoke. I said there was 12% of the ballots that were actually audited. I misspoke. I'm wrong on that. It was actually 2%. 
the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and their own sham audit, actually only audited 2% of the total ballots in Maricopa County. And he admitted this. And he was throwing his colleagues under the bus. He was saying they did it because they only won by a small margin. One guy only won by 200 votes. And there was a picture of him shaking some hands with somebody from the Chinese Communist Party here in America. Hmm. Sounds funny, doesn't it? Sounds Again, not as much as it should have, but then made its rounds on uh, conservative media like Real America's Voice News, which I'm happy to be a part of, by the way. And what happened? Within 24 hours, he resigned. Now, don't you think it's a little odd, folks, that he resigned? Two days before the preliminary reports coming out and being made public from the Arizona Senate. Remember, that is happening on Friday. That's happening on Friday. And then three days after a deal was made between the Arizona Senate and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors to get the router information, the splunk, the splunk logs, and the key fobs. Isn't that just odd? Doesn't it sound to you like this man is trying to jump off the ship before it goes down? Sounds like it to me. Because why would he... See, even uh, Race Mom 53 on Rumble here says, not on Arizona news. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? You have a, a supervisory board member in Maricopa County who is at literally in the eye of the storm at the heat of this entire argument and debate and audit and forensic um, procedures moving forward. I mean, this is, this is ground zero for it all. And he resigns and you don't hear about it on the news in Arizona. Isn't it incredible? Isn't it incredible? Sounds like someone's guilty. Again, two days before the preliminary report's about to be dropped and three days after a deal was made? Sounds a little bit fishy to me. But let's go ahead and let's read the letter from Steve Chukri. It's so amazing, too, how he, <laughs> he's resigning because he got caught telling the truth. And now he's public enemy number one. He told the truth got caught, resigns because he got caught from telling the truth, but in the resignation letter, goes back and then lies again to cover up the truth that he told secretly when he didn't know he was being recorded. <laughs> what? You know what? And he's a Republican. Rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. Quiet. Crikey. I'm in the bush here. I see a rhino. I'm about to run out there and kill it. Don't try this at home because this is dangerous rhino hunting. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Let's read his letter. This is incredible. The letter is actually so incredible. He says this. It's hard to believe that I have been involved in Arizona politics for 28 years. Ooh. When I first ran for Maricopa County Supervisor in 2012, I campaigned to bring civility, innovation, and most importantly, a business mindset to government. <laughs> Making it best in class. We got off to a wonderful start, and we had many successes. Successes that I will always be proud of to have played a part in, played a role in. Ooh, yes, yes, we get it. You're, you are putting yourself up on a pedestal by talking about all of your accomplishments and all of your wonderful things that you're proud of. Okay? Here we go. 
Unfortunately, the political landscape changed for the worst part. Because he sounds like he's not being very masculine. And all the civility and decorum no longer seem to have a place. The fixation with the 2020 election results and aftermath have gotten out of control. In recent days, it has come to light that I was secretly recorded in a conversation. In recent days, it has come to light that I was secretly recorded in a conversation. Just say it like it is, dude. Come on. What is what in the world do you have to put some cookie cutter template suit and tie response up there? It has come to light that I was secretly recorded. No, dude. It isn't come to light that you were secretly recorded. You just found out that you told the truth and got caught in telling the truth, which really blew your big lie out of the water and the entire big lie of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And now they're completely backed into a corner like a rat. Like Tony Fauci, completely backed into a corner. And there's going to be no way out of this. Remember, I've told you for months, folks, it's going to be inevitable. It is inevitable what's going to happen. Just because he's resigned doesn't make him immune to um, to being indicted. You're right. You're right. Let's move on with the let's move on with the letter here. This guy is amazing. Um, Come to that I was secretly recorded conversations regarding differences with some of my colleagues about an audit of the 2020 election. The comments I made were during a very turbulent time. Oh, I know. Trust me. I know. Can you imagine going to bed with Trump the winner and waking up when he's not? Trust us. We know. My colleagues have every right to be both angry and disappointed with me. I should not have made such statements and offer my colleagues heartfelt apologies. Oh, oh, build yourself up on the pedestal and then cry, woe is me, I am so sorry. Look at me, how poor I am. Oh, poor me. <laughs> I do not want to perpetuate the very problem I ran to eliminate several years ago. While I had my differences with my colleagues... He says, I have known them to be good, honorable, and ethical men. Really? Good, honorable, and ethical men lie, cheat, and steal? Didn't know that. My newsletter says different. And that comes from the Bible. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. He's known them to be good and honorable men. Yes, ethical. The picture some individuals are trying to paint about cover-up, about a cover-up, scam, and other nonsense about my colleagues and myself is simply false. There is no cover-up. The election was not stolen. Biden won. That's the lie, folks. That is the lie that he's telling to cover up the truth that he told when he was being secretly recorded and that was released to the world yesterday, which is why ultimately he resigned less than 24 hours later. Now, if there is no fraud, and if Biden won, and what does he say here? Um, I, sh uh, I do not want to perpetuate the problem. Uh, here we go. The picture that some individuals are trying to paint about a cover-up scam and nonsense about my colleagues. Nobody's trying to paint that. You said that. You said that out of your own mouth. That is where we got it from. You, dummy. Isn't it amazing? It's like a child that gets caught doing something, and then the child tries to lie to get out of that lie, to get out of that lie, to get out of that lie. And it's like, dude, what are you even doing? What are you even doing? Like, forget the cookie cutter template stuff here. Let's just talk real to real. What are you just? What did you just say right here? The picture some individuals are trying to paint about a scam. You said it. You didn't say that the that the recording was 
false. You didn't say that you didn't say that. Now, that would have been a little bit more believable. That wasn't me. They doctored it. At least you could have went that route. At least you could have went that route, but you went this idiot route. Straight idiot. Now, I got a guest coming on here in a minute. I want to finish this real quick. Um, he says, the picture that some individuals are trying to paint, there was no cover-up, the election was not stolen, Biden won. While my comments were critical, it doesn't change the fact that I have had the pleasure and honor to serve with these fine men, oh yeah, and the de and dedicated employees of Maricopa County. It has also been my honor to represent my District 2 constituents for nine years. It is time for me to step aside and let the county and my colleagues meet the true potential of being the fourth largest, fastest growing county in America. Effective November 5th, I will resign my office. Why wait, Steve? Why wait? Just go today. Bye. I'm telling you, these people are something special. They are a special kind of stupid. I mean, that's just what it is. I hate to say it all the time and beat that dead horse, but they are just a special kind of stupid who have no idea what the average American wants, thinks, how they, or, or, or even understands how they live. They just, they're so out of touch. Again, these are these these are these um, are the elitists that I've been warning you about, and that I talked about this morning, folks. We got a very, very special guest today, and a great friend of mine, somebody who I've not seen or talked to in a long time. And I reached out to him last night. I said, "Would you come on the show?" He's hosted the show before. He's guest hosted the show before when things were simpler, in a simpler time. Who could have ever thought they've gotten worse? But they have, and they probably will continue to get worse. Because it's going to be get darker before it gets brighter. However, I have Will Johnson here on Live from America, and it's my honor to say hello, Will. God bless you. Welcome to the show. How you been, sir? What's going on, Jeremy? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. It's always great to have you. It's always great to see what you're doing. Speaking of that, what are you doing lately? What's been going on in the world of Will Johnson before we get to the J6 uh, rally that happened in D.C. that you were at? What's been going on with you? I haven't uh, talked to you much lately. You know, I'm just trying to survive, just like everybody else. I had my YouTube channel deleted, um, you know, all the censorship taking place. Uh, just trying to survive, just trying to keep fighting for America, basically. That's what everyone's doing, right? But basically, that's all I've been doing. Well, I've been doing the same thing. You know, it's it's been very expensive. It's been a very long fight uh, for me and my audience to to find a place and, and land on a on a platform where we could rebuild and start growing what we've all had before. You know, I mean, first off, it was Facebook, then it was YouTube and Twitter, and I mean, all the big ones. I don't e I don't even have them anymore. I can't even go back on them. YouTube, I'm on my third page, which is now suspended. Um, Facebook, I'm I'm gone for life. I can't even get on there. And uh, Twitter, same thing. Twitter happened right after Facebook. So, so what I've done is I have rebuilt on Rumble and digital TV platforms, and you know, uh, Getter and other places. And it took a while, but it's actually working. Do you have? Uh, are you doing Rumble at all? Are you familiar with Rumble at all? hundred oh, percent. I'm on Rumble. Uh, I, I just opened up an account not too long ago on Getter, but yeah, I'm on Rumble and I, I live stream to Rumble as well. Um, but I'm still currently, because I've been playing the game, you know, I hate to say that, uh, I've been playing the game and walking the eggshells on the socialist media platforms, with YouTube and Facebook. So I'm still currently on them, but just because I'm on them doesn't mean they're not hurting. They're, they're still like preventing people from seeing my videos, from seeing my content, I right. post articles on my website, on, on my website, and they don't even let them see that. So, um, you know, it's one thing that if they just leave you alone and if you're telling the truth 
it's one thing. If you're lying, it's another. But see, they're removing people like you and censoring people like me because we're telling the truth. If they're, if they're so afraid of us and we're not telling the truth, let's put a disclaimer there and say, hey, they're not telling the truth. There's, there's satire, even. But they don't do that. They're afraid of people learning the truth. Well, I mean, look what they're doing with Project Veritas. I mean, Project Veritas, much like much like you probably just heard me talking about with that letter, that resignation letter from Steve Chukri, um, they try to make it sound like we're actually doing harm when it comes out of the mouths of these people exactly what they're doing. Look at that video with Project Veritas and the ER nurse. She straight said what she witnessed. Yep. And they're just yep. going to say, oh, you can't put this video out because you're hurting people when it's exactly the opposite. What's hurting people is them not letting us get this information out, get, making it so people can't make the best informed decision for their health and every other thing. And, and and But you know what, man? You were there at the very beginning when I started doing this. You were the first person that ever prayed with me on air, if you remember that. I always mm-hmm. called you my John the Baptist because you showed me the way to Jesus. A lot of people don't know that either. And and now my life is completely different because of you. So you've always, uh, you've, you've always been somebody I've looked up to. You're somebody that I can honestly say that I love from the bottom of my heart. And I think what you've done and what I've done will stand for decades. Will stand for decades. Much like we're, we're kind of like mini Rush Limbaugh's, right? There was one Rush Limbaugh for, for 20, 30 years. And now there's now he, he is gone and he's, he's with our Lord and Savior in, in, in heaven. Yep. And, and his, his legacy has dispersed amongst all of us. And it's, you, people are never going to get rid of it. They're never going to walk away from it. No, you're absolutely right. People are never going to get away from it. And what we're doing, I think, is what we're supposed to be doing in this day and age. Because a lot of us didn't anticipate on doing what we're doing. Did you ever think that you would be talking about politics and religion and what was happening in our nation like this? And what they're pushing the CRT and what they're pushing the sexual content onto our children. Did you ever think that that would be happening in America? No, none of us did. We didn't grow up with it. You and I, we didn't grow up with it. We had different, different views on the world. The children today... They're being introduced to adult stuff when they shouldn't have to be. And, and they're pushing it onto them because of the day and age that we're living in. It's crazy. And Rush Limbaugh, yeah, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh, Jeremy, when I was a Democrat. Imagine that. And I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh because at the time when I was a Democrat, I would disagree, but some stuff he was saying only made sense. So I've always been, like, leaning that way. And I'm, and I'm thankful today that I'm all the way to the right. I, I'm so far right. Uh, the the Southern Poverty Law Center said I'm extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. That's I'm incredible. Like, that's, that's wonderful, right? <laughs> well, that's let's crazy. get let's get to the January sixth, uh, the J six, the Justice for J six. Okay, yes. because Justice for J six. Um, did not go as planned as, as far, well, I guess it depends on what glasses you're looking out of, right? It didn't go as planned for the, for the FBI agents and the undercover agents that were there. And maybe it did go as planned for Patriots. Maybe Patriots are starting to understand, uh, how to get ahead of everything. Maybe Patriots understand how to play chess and get ahead of these, uh, bad actors, uh, in these alphabet agencies. But you were there. Can you give me a first hand uh, explanation of what you saw. Uh, I know that there was a, a gentleman who was found to have a weapon and was uh, a, a, a police officer, and they got him out of there as soon as they ID'd him. Um, did you see any of that craziness going on while you were there? Well, I didn't actually see the undercover FBI agent that had the uh, the firearm on him, but I heard about it, of course, and I saw the video. 
But the, the biggest thing that, that stood out to me, Jeremy, was that there were more media there than there were Patriots. Right. Think about that. And, and, and I know a lot of people, they fail for the whole setup. It's a trap. This is, see, this is a tactic that the left has been using against all of us, how to put something out there. And for some reason, those of us on the right, we're believing it. I don't get that. The left puts out fake information, and then we believe it. We put out truth information, and then they ban us. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a weird situation that we're in. This should be a wake-up call to every single person in America that every time we want to have an event, a rally, show up in support of political prisoners, whatever it may be, our freedom, that we need to show up. And when they put out information saying, hey, it's going to be a setup, it's going to be a setup, we need to go and prevent the setup. And, and I don't understand why people would get fearful like that. It's, not, it's just one of the craziest things to me that people are willing to give up their freedoms because they've been told to be afraid. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't. Right. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah, when I was there, I saw, um, I saw there was actually a whole bunch, you know, let me say this too. There was probably 60% media, maybe, maybe 40% liberals leftists, and maybe 10, 20%, 10% patriots. Seriously, that, that how the numbers were. Because there was more liberals walking around trying to antagonize people right. for being there. And they couldn't really find anyone to be aggressive with them and want to fight them. So where do you see... So outside of all of that, what did you, what did you take away from that? Do you, are they... Are, are the, are the, uh, the, are the political prisoners in D.C. going to start getting uh, a, a more fair uh, trial? Are they are they going to start being uh, treated fairly? Do you, did you see any difference that's going to happen, or is it just pretty much it is what it is, and we got to keep fighting it? Yeah, we have to keep fighting it, and because they're not going to get any better treatment. You know what's happening? The the political prisoners right now they only get one hour of daylight, and we're talking about people with misdemeanor charges. Think about that. Someone who just walked on someone's grass, even. Someone who's just misdemeanor charges for eight months, one hour a day of sunlight. And then the conditions that they're in, they can't even, sometimes they can't even shower for weeks. They can't even shave. They, they, the conditions are getting beat because a lot of these police officers, or I'd say congressional uh, police officers, they are physically harming these political prisoners. And they're doing it because they're calling it payback. And the reason why I say that, because I was told when I went to the prison, I stood out. the So sat Sunday, I stood outside of the prison and a young lady came up and she was telling us that she had a conversation with one of the, the, the police officers that, that worked there. And she was and she was black and the police officer was black. And they were talking about how they physically harm these political prisoners because they feel it's payback. So we can only imagine what's going on. And, and I just see these police officers as woke police officers. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, look at the ones they had at the January 6th committee, you know, the ones that were crying, and then we found out that they've been donating to Democrats and working with Democrats for who knows how long, you know. And that's the other problem, too, is that we are a party and, and the people who back the blue. But we're starting to find out one of the one of the curtains that's being pulled open um, on all of this stuff that we've been exposing for the last five years with uh, President Trump in the in the White House, and then of course more even at, since he's been gone, is we're finding that there's a lot of police officers who are picking a side, 
and they're picking the side of the evil. And they're just doing what their dictator, tyrannical governors, and police chiefs are telling them to do. They're afraid to lose their jobs, so they're just complying. And I think the same thing happened probably in Nazi Germany. I'm sure people didn't want to enforce laws from Hitler and enforce uh, tyrannical rules that hurt people and killed people. And, and But once you go too far, there's no coming back. And I see so many police officers who are walking away from their oath. No, you're absolutely right. Look at Australia right now. Yeah. Look what's happening there. The people and police officers are actually fighting one another. When the, And all the police officers have to... And you know what? It's really crazy, Jeremy, because even the police officers, there's videos coming out of Australia, the police officers saying, I don't like this. I hate this, that I'm having to force the people to do something like this. And they're like, I don't hate it. And the people on the camera saying, then why are you doing it? You should be joining us. And we're talking about our own people here. And they said, well, I have to do a job. I mean, seriously, they're, they're literally running over the oath that they took to push tyranny against the people because they have to do a job. Yeah, They're losing their country. It's a whole police state. But let me say this, because we're talking about police officers. Let me say this, because when I was in D.C., something happened to me that completely threw me off guard and was absolutely wonderful, because a lot of people hear all this crazy stuff especially about police officers, we need to hear something positive. So what happened to me is after the event was over with, after the speakers stopped talking, I walked to the other side where, of course, BLM and Antifa, because I like to go to the front line. Uh, I started walking over to that section, and there was a police officer um, I looked at, and he gave me the thumbs up because he knew who I was. He gave me the thumbs up. That was absolutely awesome. I said, wow, look at this. You know, and I, and I was live at the time. And then I went to the other side where uh, where Antifa and BLM were, and we were talking to them. Well, when finally when they dispersed there, a police officer walked up to me and said, I see your videos. Keep it up. Wow. And it, I'm going to say this, too. He was a black police officer. The other one was white, gave me the thumbs up. This was the black police officer. And he said it, and you know, you couldn't see his face on camera. But I have my, my lapel on so you can hear him when he's walking by saying it to me. And for a police officer to give me a thumbs up, one to tell me that he's watched my, watched my videos, and then another one after that when I was getting water, say, come up to me, or he said to me that I love your message. So police officers are picking a side, like you said, and police officers are waking up. And I, the night before, I asked two police officers where they woke cops. And one of them, I could tell, was woke. The other one was, like, just not trying to say anything because he was standing with the other police officer. It's really something to come in contact with a woke cop. Uh, yeah. it, it is really something. This We're talking about police officers that, were, that are supporting being defunded by Antifa, by BLM, by these leftists. And they're supporting it? I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Woke cops. It's like me supporting the Klan, which is the Democrat, <laughs> the Democrat KKK party. Right. I don't support the Democrat party because I know better. Because I know better. Well, well, we're going to keep an eye on January 6th. We're going to keep an eye on the political prisoners. We're going to keep an eye on the entire, uh, what I call, uh, false flag and, and, and FBI sting, which I is what I call January 6th. That's what I believe it was. Uh, I believe, I mean, I was there. I left early, obviously. I wasn't going in. I didn't go into the Capitol building or anything like that. And the people that I talked to were 
just flag-waving, God-fearing patriots. You know, they weren't violent people. So it was, I really believe it was a setup that caused a mob mentality to do something they say other people doing, and it wasn't in any way pre-planned uh, at all. So I'm going to keep fighting for that uh, with alongside you, along with people like Suzanne Monk, who's been, you know, ground zero for all this, doing what she can mm-hmm. do down there. Um, but what are you, uh, what else are you focusing on right now uh, before you go? And what else are you working on? What other things are you uh, investigating? Because I know you're constantly working to expose something. Yeah, well, actually, I'm getting ready to take a visit down to the border. I know they're supposedly trying to uh, export all these people that were under the bridge out, you know, back to Haiti. But so myself and a couple other people, we're getting ready to head down to the border to see what is actually still happening. I mean, I know the media is down there. Uh, we had the Biden administration, the old Biden administration, uh, put regulations out there so people can't fly drones. But then, and they had to lift it because of what, you know, all the outcry. But I plan on going to lose what I can down there. Um, and, you know, whatever else comes up. Well, you know what, man? You keep doing what you're doing. Um, I will. I'll. I'll I want to bring you back on the show more. I know I haven't had you on for a while. Been doing a lot of changes, building a new studio, now doing the show on Real America's Voice. I've just been kind of everywhere, and I and there's something that tells me that what got me here to where I am right now is being real and going back to my roots. And sometimes I think we forget a little bit of that. You know what I mean? So I got to get back to my roots. I got to get back to my old friends who got, who who I worked with to get here to begin with. And I just want to say God bless you. We're going to keep watching you. I know a lot of the viewers that I have love you. And I got to uh, I got to talk to you about doing some some guest appearances. I mean, some guest hosting on the show again because I need to take a vacation once in a while, and people still want real, uh, still want life from America. And I, I, I you know, I, I I can't clone myself. So. Uh, if you're willing to come back on and do a guest host once in a while, I'd love to have you. Sounds good. Awesome. Where can people find you besides Unite America First? Well, if you go to UAF.media, it's really that simple. UAF.media, it will show a list of every platform that I'm currently on. I made it really easy. Just scroll down and select the one that you like. Yep, that's the way to do it. Well, God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. You get back to work, and I'll reach out to you soon. All right, take care. All right, thanks a lot, Will. See you later, buddy. Take care. All right, now I know we had a lot of social media problems during that interview, and it really, really, really stinks that that happened. I know a lot of viewers on Rumble had to leave, and I really appreciate uh, you guys coming back and sticking around. You prayed. And you know what? I've learned at this point in my life, don't fret over the things that you can't control. Only worry about the things you can control. Only worry about the things that you can't, uh, can control. And the things that you can't control, give them to God because you can't beat God. So I apologize for what did happen there on social media. But I'm sure the recorded version will be fine. And if not, I'm always recording anyway. So I'll upload the video after. All right. Let's pick up where I left off last night. We got a lot to go through. I'm going to be late. I'm especially going to be late now because of what happened. I'm going to make sure that I do as many stories as I can, uh, because I always have uh, just a thousand things that I want to go through, and I have to pick which ones that I think are, 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 you know, something that we should be primarily focusing on. Um, Let's get back to where we left off last night, and that's with the election investigations. We talked about PA last night, and where we are with Jake the Snake Corman. We've already talked about that. We've talked about... um, 
um, Georgia and where we are with Judge Amaro and where we are with unsealing the ballots in order to scan them at a 600 DPI resolution so that they can be effectively you know, audited the right way. Of course, Democrats got their way crying and kicking and screaming, crying and kicking and screaming, and uh, pushed it 20 days down the road. But the only reason that they would do that is because they don't have the ballots to physically scan back in. And if they don't have the ballots to physically scan back in, then guess what? We are fast-tracked right to where Arizona is right now. So we're pretty much in good news there. Let's get to the two states we did not talk about. Okay, we talked about Arizona. We talked about this Maricopa County um, supervisor who, who resigned because of what happened there. And we know that the preliminary report is coming out on Friday. Let's talk about Wisconsin and Michigan. Michigan, there's two people holding us up there. Ed McBroom and Mike Shirky. Ed McBroom, Mike Shirky. Rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. We got to do what we can. Ed McBroom and Mike Shirky. Scumbag rhinos who are holding up the audit there. If they got out of the way, I think people uh, like Matt DiPerno, who President Trump has recently endorsed, and others will put their foot back on the gas and we will finally get an audit or at least an investigation started in Michigan. Ed McBroom, Mike Shirky. You know what to do. Now, let's move to Wisconsin real quick. Wisconsin, some big things are unfolding. I want to play a video for you. Um... From the from the the gentleman who's been put in charge to start this preliminary investigation into the 2020 election and the fraud that happened uh, in the state of Wisconsin. Let me play this video. It's about five minutes. I probably won't play you the whole thing, but I want you to become familiar with the gentleman that's going to be heading up this investigation in Washington, so that you know who to take your grievances to in the state of Wisconsin. Also, got a wonderful gentleman there by the name of John Wickman running for governor who also supports a full forensic audit. So, let's get to playing this video and then we'll come back and talk about it. My friends and my fellow citizens, I'm Mike Gable. Recently, Speaker Robin Voss appointed me as special counsel to investigate our 2020 elections here in Wisconsin. In that capacity, I work directly for you, the people of Wisconsin. The rich and the powerful have all the representation they need. I'm here to make sure the same is true for everyone. Just last week, once the Assembly approved the funding of our investigation, and our investigation began in earnest, we've already met with witnesses and made requests for the preservation of possible evidence. But let me be clear. The purpose of this investigation is to determine what was supposed to happen in our elections, And what did happen? To see what went well, as well as to see what might have gone badly. If things did go wrong, we will submit recommendations for how problems should be addressed so that voters can have complete confidence in all of our elections going forward. This investigation will be guided by a search for the truth and not by political priorities or political timetables. Some evidence has been produced previously that shows some election officials acted unilaterally in deciding not to follow established state law. We will request from those officials and others with potential knowledge of unlawful actions and will compel them, if necessary, to produce documents and testimony that will allow the public to gain a comprehensive understanding of how their elections were managed. You should know that the responsibility to demonstrate that our elections were conducted with fairness, inclusivity, and accountability is on the government, 
and on the private for-profit interests that did work for the government. The burden is not on the people to show in advance of an investigation that public officials and their contractors behave dishonestly. This is not an election contest. We are not challenging the results of the 2020 election. Rather, we are holding government officials accountable to the public for their actions surrounding the elections. As the officials directly responsible for administering elections, Wisconsin's 1,922 county and municipal clerks have a duty to the people of our state to be forthcoming in this investigation. It is my sincere hope that Wisconsin election officials will live up to that duty. But if they do not, we will use the power afforded to the Office of Special Counsel to compel answers to these questions. Okay, so, Gableman. All right, let's talk about this guy for a minute. Um, is he a rhino? Some could say that. Is he sincere in what he's talking about? I guess that's remain will remains to be seen. Um, he said a lot of things in his rambling there that I... And now, let me, first of all, let me start at the beginning. The fact that he's addressing the people to let them know what he's going to do and what he's been tasked to do is great that he's doing that because you very rarely see anybody actually addressing the people when they've been tasked to do a job. This guy's been put in charge of this investigation. He said some things that I like. He said a lot of things I don't like. He said a lot of political stuff like, let me be clear. Let me be clear, okay? Long story short, the same place we are in Pennsylvania... I think we're a little bit further here in Wisconsin than we are in Pennsylvania. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're bringing establishment Republicans into the fold. We're bringing the establishment Republicans into the fold. When you see what happens in Arizona, it will fast track and open up opportunities and paths in places like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin that we don't see yet. So just because we're not where we want to be doesn't mean we're not where we're doesn't mean we're not going to get where we want to be. And we're not going to have to wait as long as we did in places like Arizona once the proof of Arizona comes out. So again, we're further than we were yesterday. Are we where we want to be? No. Do a lot of people think we don't have time to keep doing this? Yes, that's true. A lot of people do think that. But what choice do we have? We have to move forward. There's no stalling and no going back. Now, yesterday I posted a promise by Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's back, folks. What did I tell you? Last couple weeks, where did I tell you he was? I told you he was traveling the country, spreading the gospel, working on new products for his company, new commercials for his company, but also visiting with state legislators and state attorney generals. Well, Mike Lindell came back out yesterday on Steve Bannon's War Room show to give you an update of where he is and what he's doing. I have that pulled up for you. I would love for you to watch and listen very closely to what Mike Lindell said yesterday. And then you'll understand a little bit where a little bit more where we are with all of these audits and where we're going to where we're going to ultimately end up. Let me tell you, this is the big announcement, everyone. I made a promise to this country that we would, with all the evidence I have, that we would get it to the Supreme Court, and they and I predicted they would vote 9-0 to look at the evidence. Now, I, we had originally, I, I had hoped for August and September. 
Uh, when we had, that's why we had the cyber symposium was to spread the word that yes, this was from the 2020 election because what is our biggest block? The media is our biggest block. After the cyber symposium, Steve, which all 50 states were present, the media went completely fuck. I call it going fox on me. Nobody talked to me. They went completely south. Okay, we went in their foxholes like fox. Shame on you, fox. They have cost our country so much. Um, it's you know horrible what they've done to our country. But in spite of Fox, everybody, what we've done now is I went and took the evidence, went to these states because it's easier to get in the red states because they don't mind you. They come in and look at our routers and our machines and check out because nothing happened here. Well, guess what? I got news for everybody. I Right now, I asked all the lawyers just yesterday we are taking this case to the Supreme Court before Thanksgiving. Now, maybe Fox will report that today. You heard it here first. Our case is ready. We are bringing it to the Supreme Court before Thanksgiving. Now, these and there's many, many states. I'm not going to sit here. The left-wing media will be calling me up. Who's all on board? You know what? By the are on board because we want our country back and we're getting it back. This evidence is 100% non-subjective evidence and that Supreme Court, hey, they're going to hey, vote hey, nine hey, nothing to take it in. Okay, hang on. We, we only got a couple minutes left. You're saying you've gone around the country since then with your yep. data and your information. You have talked to attorney generals in certain states and you're saying you believe and your lawyers are telling these attorney generals are prepared to step up and take your information and get standing and take it to the Supreme Court. That, this is what you're reporting. A absolutely. I'm reporting that we will have this before the Supreme Court, before Thanksgiving. That's my promise to the people of this country. We've, we've all, we're all in this together. We work very hard on this. I, the reason that I didn't do it back in August, September, and even now, because more and more, it's the power in numbers. We want all the states on board because every single state was hacked. Every single state has standing. Steve, I'm going to give you one example. Um, in North Dakota this morning, when I got on there with this liberal radio station, he said nothing happened in North Dakota. What do you mean dead people and non-residents voted? I said they didn't vote. They used their names. In North Dakota, a, a state of 250,000 voters, wow. 15,000 uh, votes were flipped in North Dakota. That's 6% of the vote. That's in North Dakota. And now in Florida, oh. 900,000 yeah. votes were flipped. Okay. You know. Okay, hang on. And you've got a canvas that's going to back. we got to jump. we only got 30 seconds. You, we, you, you've got a canvas we that's going to back we this up? Yeah. We canvas all yeah. these counties. We've had canvassers out there all over the country that back up yeah. real things with the real yeah. data. Well, now you need the French yeah. connection. Okay, we'll, 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 have you, we'll have you back on, Mike. we got to jump. You're gonna... All right, so there you go. Here's the, here's the kicker here, folks. Here's, here's what he said. Here's what you need to take away. Excuse me. i got to adjust the volume there. Here's what you need to take away from that. Number one. Attorney generals and his lawyers, his high-priced, paid lawyers, and, which you know that they're good, you know they're good if a billionaire like Mike Lindell's putting his money behind it. Attorney generals from dozens of states, or I should say about two dozen states, are all getting on board with him. So when he takes this to the Supreme Court, which he just promised he would by Thanksgiving, he is saying that because of the standing which is why they, why they um, basically waived all those lawsuits before from Texas and other places. Because of the standing, 
uh, and, and every state has standing because they can prove that the, each state was hacked. Because of the standing, the Supreme Court will have no choice but to vote 9-0 to at least accept the case. Once you accept the case and you start moving forward with Supreme Court proceedings, then you have discovery. And when you have discovery, you can get <laughs> unlimited amounts of information that Mike Lindell needs. It will not only vindicate him and his personal lawsuits that Dominion has against him and his company and that, but if the Supreme Court has any backbone left, if God is anywhere on this earth, I ask him to please, please definitely be in the hearts and in the minds and the souls and in the bodies of every one of those Supreme Court justices, or at least five of them, while they litigate what Mike Lindell is bringing them. I told you his silence was dangerous. I told you, not hearing from him really for the last couple weeks, other than his, his, his Frank speech that he does, was dangerous. It was dangerous for the left because he was out there gearing up for battle. Gearing up for battle. And it's going to be expensive. And that is why he has all of us. That's why he has all of us. You know what? I'm entitled to get free stuff from Mike Lindell because of a partnership that I have with him. I don't do that. I asked for a, a few free things in the very beginning to promote them as part as a partnership with him, but I buy stuff from him because I want the same I want the same thing for him as everybody else wants to be able to go and fight these things. Look, it takes it takes not only money, but it takes tenacity. It takes the ability to, to, to withstand all the pressure in the world, and it takes courage. You have to have those things in order to do what Mike Lindell's doing, and he's doing them. He's doing them. So let's continue to support the guy. Because he just, he just made a promise that he will be bringing it to the Supreme Court before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. Donnie C. says it wasn't because of standing. It was because the Supreme Court was corrupt and they've been paid off. Well, I don't disagree with you, but it was because of standing that the cases were dismissed. That was their reasoning. The majority of the reasoning that the, these cases were dismissed was because of standing. They won't be able to do that this time. They won't be able to do that this time. Which is what Will and I were talking about on when you guys couldn't see the interview with me and Will. Is that we've gotten so far ahead of, uh, of the left tactics. We already know what they're going to do. So we're coming with things that they can't rebut us on. That they can't fight us on. Because we're already two moves ahead of them. This is going to be a moment in history. That when history looks back on it. They're going to say wow. This was the chain. This was where America actually was able to to gain their independence back, gain their freedom back, gain their trust in their elections back. This was a turning moment in American history. And if you listened at all to Steve Bannon before my show today, if you listened at all, Steve Bannon was talking about 2022 and 2024, but then he said this, or before. Now, Steve Bannon will put the truth out there, and he'll expose the truth, but he's very, very careful about this... Uh, President Trump getting put back in the White House before 2022 and 2024. That's the goal. He's always telling you we can't move forward unless we unless we fix the November 3rd thing. But he actually said today, or before. Or before. Mom 6 and 1 more 2020 says, love my Giza sheets. Well, if you don't have the Giza sheets right now, if you go put the promo code LFA in, you get a buy one, get one free Giza sheet. And they don't have to be the same size. Also, the towels are back, I think six of them, and you get them for 60% off if you put in the promo code LFA. So just remember that, okay? All right, let's move forward, folks. Um, rhino hunting. 
We're going to keep doing more rhino hunting. Now, I thought it was really funny the other day, and actually yesterday and two days ago, I was getting emails and phone calls from a, from a, uh, a, a pack that was connected with Mike Pence. And they were asking for money for a presidential run of Mike Pence in 2024. Asking for money from me, from anybody, for a for to, to to be donated to Mike Pence for a presidential run in 2024? Are you kidding me? Is the guy this arrogant? Is the guy this arrogant or is the guy this stupid? Or is he doing it for another reason? Let's talk about rhino hunting. Look, rhino hunting is fun. However, rhino hunting actually hurts as well. Because you find out that somebody that you trusted, somebody that you put your faith and trust in, was actually on the other side. Somebody that you thought shared the same values, the same opinions as you, was actually on the other side. They are worse than just straight out Democrats. They are worse because they've been behind enemy lines, basically undercover the entire time. So as fun as it is to go rhino hunting, it actually hurts too because sometimes you find people like Mike Pence who you thought was this amazing guy. Turns out to be he was just nothing other than another scumbag, another rhino working with Democrats. Now here's my question. You have to ask yourself why. Does this guy honestly think that he could win a presidential election or is he gearing up to go head-to-head with Donald J. Trump working with the left in order to do a book deal to expose all of the bad things that Donald Trump did while Mike Pence was president. A tell-all book from inside the administration. Doesn't it seem a little bit more likely that that is what he's doing? Because the guy has to know that he can't win. He has to know that the patriot community community, and the majority of Republicans do not want this guy to even show his face, let alone run for president. He's going to get 0% chance. He's probably that Kamala Harris was running uh, when she was running for president. So why would he be doing this? And my guess is it is, an, uh, it is a tool for the left to bring down President Donald J. Trump over the next few years if he doesn't get uh, put back in rightfully where he should be, and he does have to run for president in 2024, they are going to try to use Pence as the Republican alternative who's going to tell all about Donald J. Trump. Let's just see if I'm right, because there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that I would ever, 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 ever give that man a dime to run for president after what he did to all of us, especially me. I was, I was super 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 hurt like i was what do they call it i was butt hurt over that i did i took that hard because i i had so much trust in mike pence so i believe that that's what's going on now speaking of rhinos here's another rhino that we wanted to believe had america in his best interest when he made that amazing speech at ground zero when the towers fell when he said i hear you the, America hears you, and pretty soon the world will hear your complaints. Remember when he said that? You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yep, George W. Bush. Well, ladies and gentlemen, George W. Bush turned out to be another rhino, somebody that we do not trust. And not only do we not trust him, but he's fundraising. Guess who? For guess who? Liz Cheney. George Bush is fundraising for Liz Cheney after President Donald J. Trump completely um, 
turned his tar targets on her, and after what she did to vote for impeachment for Donald J. Trump. While George Bush is campaigning and raising funds for the Republican Party and Liz Cheney, I'll say it again, a socialist activist, not even a Republican, a socialist activist decided to start screaming and demanding an apology from George Bush, the, one of the ultimate rhinos of this country, for what he did with the lie of weapons of mass destruction and sending countless soldiers to die. Check this out. The president's got a lot of really smart people at his disposal. And uh, uh, I used them, and Dan used them, and he was so smart things that they were talking to me about. But he, it was awesome to have him. And Mother, of course, uh, was around too. And uh, she Mr. had. Mr. Bush, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. friends are dead because you lied. You sent me to Iraq. When are you going to apologize for the lies of the weapons of mass destruction that sent countless thousands of men and women to their deaths? When are you He might be a socialist. He might be an activist. He might be out of line here, but I don't think he is. I think he's in line with what he needed to say. I think he's okay. I think he's justified in what he said. When are you going to apologize, Bush, while you're up there raising money for Liz Cheney? You dirtbag, when are you going to apologize for lying to the American people? You were just as much of a puppet as Joe Biden. And if you think that Bush or Cheney or Pence are going to... ...over the next uh, course of the next three years or before, sadly mistaken. Because we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let that happen. Fool me once. Remember George Bush even said this one time. fooled again <laughs> you can't get fooled again kind of like the you know the thing these guys are so unqualified for their positions they're so out of touch with the american people they're such elitist scumbags they're not getting anywhere near that white house if i have to say anything to say about it or anybody else who's watching the show has anything to say about it he will never apologize you're correct now, another way that we're rising up and another way that we're fighting like we've never done before in this country is by taking over school boards and city council meetings and county meetings, okay? And what I mean by taking them over, I mean going there, having a voice, and then they try to stop the meeting because they don't want you to have a voice. They try to silence you. They try to shut you up. And then, because we're so many, there's so many of us there that they can't do it. So what do they do? They try to shut down the meeting and they try to use police officers to force their tyrannical rules on the people who are actually in charge of these meetings. It is because of the people that you're sitting in these chairs. It is because of the people that voted you in that you even have the power that you have sitting there masked up like little dummies. Okay. Meanwhile, police left and right, much like James Craig in Michigan, who is now handpicked by the Republican Party establishment there to be the next candidate to run against Gretchen Whitmer, much like him, 
who just decided, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever the tyrannical government tells me to do, my tyrannical governor, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to enforce that will on the people, even though I know it's unconstitutional, even though I know it's not right. You're seeing a lot of that from police officers. And one thing that you're not, that you did not see in the interview that I had with Will Johnson was the fact that, you know what, we back the blue. There's nobody who backs the blue more than us. But one thing that has also been exposed in all of this corruption is the corruption in the police offices, the police departments. Police officers that say, you know what, I just don't want to lose my job. I just want to do my job, and I'm just going to enforce these tyrannical rules. Well, guess what? The same kind of uh, officers were around back in Nazi Germany, and they probably didn't want to kill people either. But they probably just did their jobs so that they could keep their jobs, or so that they didn't get killed. And what ended up happening? Well, the rest is history, right? So in Nevada... Speaking of Nevada, because Nevada is such a, a key state to make sure that we, um, that we get a hold of all the corruption that's gone on there as well. Um, in Nevada, a gentleman by the name of Mac Miller, who's, running, who's a Republican, who's running for the lieutenant governor's position, was assaulted by police officers last night and security guards at a meeting that was shut down. Now, I'm going to say viewer discretion advised, okay? If... if uh, if the, the Baker family, or excuse me, if the, if, the, if the Brock family, Ayla, Leslie, Amelia, and Avery, if any of you are watching, please put earmuffs on or, or, or leave the room because there's some language in this video. I wanted to play this. There's two videos here from two different perspectives of what happened last night. Now, while I don't agree with some of what Mac Miller did towards the end and what he was saying... I personally believe he was justified in what he was in his in his reaction because they started touching and pushing him. They started assaulting him first. These police officers and these security guards decided, you know what, we're just going to enforce these tyrannical rules. We're going to end this meeting, even though they have no right to do that. It's a public meeting. And then started physically pushing people out of the room. Mac Miller, Republican uh, nominee for the, or the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor there, was one of them. Ended up getting massively assaulted, pushed to the ground by these police officers. And I'm going to show you two vantage points. Again, ladies and gentlemen, viewer discretion is advised. I'm going to show you this video first, which is from somebody else's And then I'm going to show you from Mac Miller's phone himself. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Mac. Hey, hey, let you look at the governor. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Let you look at the governor. What you? What do you guys think you're doing? What do you guys think you're doing? What is this a criminal? This ain't a criminal. This is a citizen. You guys are. You guys are done. You guys are done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys need to put yourselves under arrest. 
I'm going to stop that video right there because I'm going to show you the other vantage point. Now, before we show you the other vantage point, which was inside the room, pushing everybody, we'll see how hard that he hit the ground, how hard he hit the ground. And not only how hard he hit the ground, but you can hear his head smack off the floor. Okay? This is the problem. This is the problem with, with, with these police officers who choose the wrong side. Police officers should always be for the public if the public is in the right. Always. And I hope that the people that were that, that, that caused that to happen... Let me just show you again. Let me show you one more time before I show you the other vantage point of how hard they tackled this guy. Watch this. I don't think I showed you the very beginning. Watch this. Just hear his head. Smack. From inside the courtroom and and how it all played out, okay? Let's see, let's scroll down here. Here we go. Here's the next video. I am here in the Clark County Commission Chambers and all the officers are shoving. Shoving Hey, wait a minute. Hey, she just started pushing him. Don't push me. Do not push me. What is 
your name on your badge number? What is your name on your badge number? I don't get shot Again, apologize for all the language, and, and if you had any of the kids walk out of the room, they can come back in now. Uh, there's a lot of problems here, and I hope this guy goes and wins lieutenant governor now. I hope he does. I hope this brought enough attention to him that he does win. And I, and again, he was calm in the beginning. He was calm and he was moving. Then they started shoving him. He started letting not only to him to other people as well and started hurting them and grabbing them and he started getting a little bit more allowed and he said do not do that i'm an army veteran i'm running for a, a lieutenant governor here i know my rights you're not just going to push me like this then they started pushing him some more and then he started getting very belligerent and he said i've been court-martialed i've been beaten i've been you know what i mean there's nothing you're going to do to me as a security guard or a cop or whatever and then they started mad through the security checkpoint there the entire thing was uncalled for. The entire thing was wrong. And this is the problem with some of these police officers and these security guards. They're knowingly picking the wrong side. They're on the wrong side of history. And they're giving cops everywhere a bad name. And unfortunately, much like rhinos and bad politicians, we need to root out the bad cops as well. Where's BLM? Exactly. Exactly. Where's BLM now? And I'm sorry this show's going so long today, folks, but I'm not going to skip over any news today. You know what? Commercials are for the night show. I'm not going to be doing them in the morning show. It's just not going to happen, and I'm not going to just I'm not going to cut off the show within an hour in the morning. If I got stories to bring you, I'm going to bring you the stories. Now, here's a story. We're going to keep an eye on that, by the way, and, and, and how that moves forward. Now, here's another story that I did not get to yesterday. We all know the problem with the $600 uh, transactions. If you don't know... We bring you up to speed. About 10 days ago, Biden proposed, the White House and the left proposed that from now on, any transaction, $600 or more in your bank account, whether it's from PayPal, whether it's you buying something online, whether it's somebody sending you money as a gift, whether it's um, anything, you paying a bill, if it's over $600, the Biden administration... IRS reported they want to know everything that you buy. Now, the beginning of this, when it first started happening, there was speculation that this is how they wanted to pay for their $3.5 trillion spending bill, which would actually end up being more about $5.5 trillion when it's all said and done. They said they were going to tax the rich to do this, but yet they're now spying on everybody who spends anything over $600. Looks to me like they wanted to be able to back up this $5 trillion spending bill by knowing everything that you spend your money on. So they could either tax you or so they could tax the things you're buying or so that they could figure out another way to create revenue, which the only way to create revenue at this point is to raise taxes. Okay, That was the first... Uh, spy game that they wanted to do 
okay? Um, it looks like there's, uh, I keep seeing somebody, a Midge is a first-time watcher. Thank you, Midge, for watching the show. Apologize for what happened on social media today. Um, but here's the thing. They want to know everything that you do. And now the IRS wants to know every dollar you spend over $600. But not so fast. Because financial institutions and the American and 40 other businesses and financial groups have all come out against that. They sent a letter to not only the House Speaker, Nancy Stretchface Armstrong, Pelosi, but also to House Minority Coward, Kevin McCoward, Kevin McCarthy, and the White House. Uh, and their letter they, they sent was on September 17th. And basically, it's objecting to the ill-advised reporting proposal. Uh, quote, while the stated goal of this vast data collection is to uncover tax dodging, that's what the White House says, that no rich person will ever be able to avoid taxes ever again. Uh, by wealthy, this proposal is not remotely targeted to that purpose or that population, the letter stated. In addition to the significant privacy concerns, it would create tremendous liability for all affected parties by requiring the collection of financial information for nearly every American without proper explanation of how the IRS will store, protect, and use this enormous trove of personal financial information. The Biden administration has been pushing Democrats to include the proposal in the $3.5 trillion spending bill in an effort to address tax evasion, mainly by wealthy people. With this new reporting rule, the wealthy can no longer hide what they've been making, said resident Joe Biden on September 16th during his bumbling speech. This isn't about... I wonder about all the money you get from China, Joe, and all the money that you and your son uh, uh, fraudulently took from Ukraine. What about that? I don't know. Anyway... Um, a report released by the Treasury in May stated that the new reporting rule would help raise $460 billion over the next decade. Ooh, they're trying to spend $3.5 trillion right now. What do they care about $460 billion over the next decade? Of course, it's more money in their pockets, but it's all a power grab. It's all to know everything that you do. It's all it is. Um, it is a dragnet. It's a collection of data in, uh, in the scale that we've never seen before in the financial uh, sector. Uh, Mursky told the Epic Times, ICBA is among the financial groups that strongly oppose Biden's proposal, calling it an overreach by the federal government. Banks already report tremendous amounts of data to the IRS. According to the U.S. Government Accountability Office report, more than $3.5 billion information, $3 billion information returns were received by the IRS for tax uh, the tax year 2018. A large number of these banks, ABA says, the including the include reporting interest paid on bank accounts, dividend income, brokerage transactions, mortgage mortgage interest, and much more. And now they're trying to reach and, and try to find out every dollar you spend. Look, banks are starting to come out against this. Financial institutions are starting to come out against this. Private business, uh, the the private business business sector is coming out against this. Un-American Airlines, which is what I call them, is now coming out against Biden and their proposal to have everybody that flies domestically produce a vaccine passport. The president and CEO of Un-American Airlines came out last night and said that he strongly disagrees with, with, a, with a, uh, a vaccine passport mandate for people to fly domestically. But he caved on people coming in internationally. But he said he strongly opposes, as the CEO and president of a company, to mandate vaccine passports to fly domestically. Why? Because it would bankrupt the airlines within six months.
But do you think the Biden administration cares about that? Long story short, folks, it isn't just regular Americans chanting F Joe Biden in college stadiums. It's also financial institutions, major banking institutions, and of course, major airline companies all coming out against Biden. There is so much that this guy has done in 10 months to ruin this country that the only chance they have to stay in power is to change the entire structure of the United States, which the American people in the end will not let them do. But it does, it, 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 it does hurt while it's happening, but at least the American people, the independents, the Democrats, people like Nicki Minaj are all coming out against this Biden administration. But that's the $600 thing, folks. They want to make it so, they're saying that they basically make it so that tax dodgers can't dodge taxes anymore, the wealthy, when really, I think it's too pay for the $3.5 trillion spending bill that they think they're going to push through. Now, one more piece of news before I let you go today. Yesterday, Biden did this little number. Check this out. You've been listening to President Biden along with British uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson there in the Oval Office. Okay, what happened there was that Boris Johnson was able to, was um, was asked questions and was answering questions. As soon as they started asking Biden questions, his handlers, his puppets, uh, his puppeteers, I should say, rushed every reporter out of there. Well, guess what happened in light of that? The White House press pool, including ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News and many others who were there, all together filed an official objection, an official complaint against the White House for violating the freedom of press by not allowing Biden to answer questions. Did you see how flustered he looked? Did you see how scared he looked when they started screaming at him? He didn't know what to say. This is going to be a major, major blow for the Biden presidency. Why? Because now the press pool is saying, hey, you're not answering our questions. We want you to answer questions. and You're going to answer them. You're going to answer them. I can't wait to see how Saki spins this. Because what they can't do is allow Joe Biden to answer questions in his state right now. The guy is literally defecating on himself. Those are reports that are coming out in the last week. That the guy is literally defecating himself constantly. That is why I made the joke last night about the Depends. The guy's defecating himself at this point. They're literally letting a guy who poops his pants sit there with his mask on while no other world leader is wearing a mask. Sit there and look just straight weak and stupid. They're letting him sit there and poop his pants, but they won't let him answer questions because they know it would be the end. He can't talk unless they have a very specific uh, procedure in place for him to talk and exactly how long he can talk and who he answers questions from. It's getting bad. It's getting real bad. I said by fall he would be gone. I might be right on with that. I might be right on with that. The guy's pooping his pants for crying out loud, ladies and gentlemen. Before we end today, I forgot to give the Smarty Award today because of everything that happened on the show, so let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award here on September 22nd, Year of Our Lord, 2021, to Mike Lindell, because Mike Lindell has been one step ahead of every one of these left-wing hacks for the last 12 months, 10 months, and he's going to win. He's going to win. Why? Because you can't be God. <laughs> Folks, it's been a long show. I had a lot more to go through. Um, but 
We'll get to it tonight. I hope you guys join in again tonight. Sorry for whatever happened on Rumble with shutting off the live video. But don't worry, it's nothing nefarious. Rumble isn't doing that. Just technical difficulties that we have to deal with. We have to smile, brush it off, and move on. Okay? And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, for more Live from America. And of course, I got so much to go over, it's going to be another hell of a show. God bless you guys, and we'll see you later. Have a great day.